When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What if we told you about a major breakthrough on awesome savings on all-inclusive beach vacays? OMG, this could break the case. Case? I'm talking about CheapCaribbean.com. It's full of hot savings. At CheapCaribbean.com, score an extra $175 off site-wide on vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Swim up bar in Punta Cana or dip your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. We gotta take this show on the road. Start at CheapCaribbean.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash this series is inspired by true events. The stories you're about to hear are fictional, and so are the characters who are played by actors. Coming. We're back. I'm DJ Johnny Jolton. Boy, it's a hot one out there. Get yourselves to the lake or a backyard pool or just turn on a hose. Just stay cool, friends. Samantha from Mount Pine just called in to request Cruel Summer by Bananarama. Yes, it is, Samantha. Yes, it is. The dog days of summer 1984 are in full swing. It's the summer between our freshman and sophomore years. Kids are hanging out in Owl Lake during the day, smoking cigarettes and jumping from rope swings into the murky lake. At night, they get pretty wasted at friends' keg parties. But for all the summer fun we're having, there's a dark cloud hanging over me and my friends Tatiana and Melanie. Lisa Anderson's murder was the worst thing ever. I mean, it devastated us. But it wasn't like that was the end of it, because other weird stuff kept happening, too. In the three months since Lisa Anderson's murder, Mount Pine has seen two fatal car accidents, one drowning, and a small plane crash, which killed the pilot, the only person on board. That's a lot of tragedy for one small town. We hoped people dying and all that dark stuff was behind us. <sighs> Little did we know we'd be there for the next one. I'm Nancy Clark. This is The Murder Years, Episode 2, Dawn. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. 
Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. What's your emergency? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's really loud here, but I'm kind of freaking out. I think I just heard gunshots. I mean, there, there are lots of gunshots, but I think I just... Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Saturday, August 11th, 1984 is a hot one. On this particular day, Tatiana, Melanie, and I are at the lake trying to escape the heat when our other friend, Carla Espinoza, joins us. Back in 1984, Carla is 15 years old and in our grade, and her mind is like a steel trap. (laughs) She has not forgotten a single detail in almost 40 years. I remember I got sun in at the store and I was going to put it in my hair for the first time that day, I was hoping it would be way lighter by that night because um, I got a date that night. We were going to get pizza, then go to the drive-in. Anyway, the lake was packed. I know I saw Sam Foster there with his parents. They were on their boat. 18-year-old Sam Foster, a senior at Mount Pine High School, is not just cute. He's Matt Dillon cute. He's also smart, kind, and popular, and in love with Don Cartwright another 18-year-old senior. We were all envious. The two were the perfect couple. Yeah, this is going to be interesting and um, pretty hard to talk about, but uh, I'll do my best. Today, Sam's 56 years old and owns a restaurant in town. I'm surprised he hasn't left Mount Pine. 
1984, Sam's girlfriend Dawn would become the second murder victim in less than six months. He agrees to share his painful memories of that day. I remember the moment I started liking Dawn Cartwright. It was ninth grade in biology class. She was so pretty. Like, unbelievably pretty. Plus, she was smart and, and a really good writer. She, she wrote for the school newspaper, uh, the, the Malpine Messenger. Uh, well, so anyway, she, uh, well, she finally, a couple years later, gave me a chance. And, uh, and we fell in love. Like that deep teenage love that, uh, well, you can only really understand if you've had it. And on this Saturday night, August 11th, it's their official one-year anniversary as boyfriend and girlfriend. But their plans for a perfect evening would turn into a nightmare. Oh, yeah. I was planning a real nice night. Starting with dinner, uh, I had seen a recipe in one of my mom's magazines uh, for broiled chicken breast marinated in mayonnaise and Italian dressing. <laughs> I was going to make that. <laughs> I can't believe I actually made that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so, uh, anyway, um, after the lake, I went to shop a lot. I got a discount there. Um, I got the chicken and some salad stuff and, and spumoni ice cream. Uh, you know, the kind with the, uh, with the three flavors and the little candied pieces in it? Uh, it was, uh, it was Don's favorite. Uh, back at home, I, I said goodbye to my parents who were going to a cookout. Um, I took a shower and, uh, yeah, and I got dressed. I was so excited. I, I, I ran to open the door and standing in front of me was Don, smiling. And behind her was her dad. And, uh, Don's dad waved as he backed out of the driveway in his, uh, his cream convertible Buick Riviera. Whew, man, that car was so cool. And I, uh, well, I poured some rum from my parents' liquor cabinet, uh, and we toasted, and we sat in the dining room. I, I tried to make it special, you know, fancy tablecloths, candles. I, I used my mom's good china. Oh, she would have killed me. But Dawn was impressed, just as I planned. And, uh, and we ate. After dinner, we headed out in my mom's powder blue Ford station wagon and, uh, and to the drive-in. We went to see Red Dawn. It was about American high schoolers fighting the Russians who invaded their town, which, which felt kind of real back then. Wolverines! But I also chose that one, you know, because it had my girlfriend's name in it. Tatiana and I are also at the drive-in that night, but we aren't there to see Red Dawn. We're seeing the Karate Kid. Carla and her date are there, too. We were at Karate Kid, and my dude brought pillowcases to put up on the side windows in case we wanted to make out. Most cars back then had jackets or pillowcases up for privacy. I'm not sure kids watched the movies much back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I brought a couple pillowcases, too. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I put the cases up. Uh, Don moved closer to me and we cuddled. 
halfway through the movie, uh, nature called, and I went to the bathroom. And then I stopped at the concession stand. I ordered Dawn a hot pretzel, uh, which was her favorite. Um, got some popcorn for me and two Cokes. I remember I couldn't hear how much it was over the noise from the movies. And so I asked the guy to, to say it again. And then suddenly... What's your emergency? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's really loud here, but I'm kind of freaking out. I think I just heard gunshots. I mean, there, there are lots of gunshots, but I think I just... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You need to get someone here right now. Where are you calling from? A payphone. At the, at, at, I'm at the Sunset 4 drive-in. Oh, my God. I remember this so clearly. Tatiana, her sister, and I are watching the movie. Then all of a sudden, Mount Pine police and emergency vehicles are everywhere. It was total chaos. I was terrified. We all were. At this point, we have no idea what's actually going on. But soon we hear people say a woman's been shot and killed. It was an incredibly chaotic scene. That's Detective Kurt Peters. He's retired now, but back in 1984, he was only three years on the job. And because Mount Pine had so few homicides, Peters mostly works in the robbery division. But not on this night. There were just tons of people everywhere. I mean, there were two screens of moviegoers, um, not to mention employees of the drive-in, It was a lot of people, and while we wish we could send them home, we knew they were potential witnesses, or maybe one of them was actually the killer. So, the first thing I did was talk to the young man sobbing on the other side of the police tape. He said his name was Sam Foster, and he told us our victim's name was Don Cartwright. She had been shot in the chest and was pronounced dead at the scene. So I told the detective, uh, somehow, and I don't even know how I got words out. Uh, I was at the concession stand when I heard something, and then a, a few moments later, saw people looking in the direction of our car. So, uh, so I ran over, and, uh, that's, uh, Excuse me. That's when I saw Dawn. Uh, she was slumped over and bleeding from her chest. I, uh, I couldn't comprehend what I was seeing. <sighs> he was distraught. He said everything was okay. He went to the bathroom, then the concession stand. He said he was nowhere near the car at the time of the shooting. Well, he, uh, um, uh, he asked me if I owned a gun, and I, I told him yes, uh, a rifle, but it was at home, and, uh, I, I had only used it for hunting with my dad. And then, 
he asked if I had any motive for killing Dawn. And that's, that's when I really lost it. Shit, I wanted to marry that girl. We are all freaked out and really just wanting to go home. But to the cops, we're all potential witnesses. So we end up staying at the drive-in for hours. Meanwhile, our parents are finding out about the shooting on the news. Yeah, Dan, I'm here at the Sunset 4 drive-in. There was a shooting during the 8 o'clock screening of Red Dawn. Police tell me there is one victim who is deceased after being shot in the chest and a killer who is still on the loose. Detective Peters says a quick assessment of the crime scene leaves him believing there were two shots fired. One that went into the frame of the car and one through the windshield. And they're thinking the killer used a 9mm. Around midnight, Detective Peters arrives at the Cartwright home. He has to break the news to Don's parents. It was late when the doorbell rang. Don's father, Michael Cartwright, comes to the door in pajamas. Cartwright's now in his late 70s. He agrees to share the family's heart-wrenching story. I actually couldn't compute what I was being told. I was like, you're telling me my daughter's dead? Our Dawn has been murdered. It felt totally surreal. Like our whole world just ended. And I thought, look, if it's that kid in the leather jacket that she's got the major crush on, I'll break every bone in his body. Detective Peters says a little after 1 a.m., he meets with Sam Foster and his parents at Mount Pine Police Station. I started by asking about his relationship with Don. And and I told him. We were so happy, so in love. We were going to attend state college the next year together. Don was going to study early childhood education, and I was going to study hospitality management. I asked him again, about what he did in the hours before the shooting. And I, I told him how my parents went out that night. I, I went to the grocery store and then home to get ready for our anniversary dinner. I then asked him if he knew anyone who might want to hurt Don. And he just moaned and started sobbing again. I remember, yeah, I, I told him... Yes, I know someone who might want Don dead. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Sam Foster is at police headquarters telling Detective Kurt Peters he may know someone who would want his girlfriend, Dawn, gone. I told him I maybe knew someone who would want to hurt Dawn. I said something did happen earlier in the day that I hadn't shared with him yet. (sighs) Well, my ex-girlfriend, Michelle, had actually come over. I didn't let her in, but... She stood on my front steps and said she, uh, she she wanted me back. She didn't care that I loved Dawn. She was going to get me back uh, no matter what. Sam's referring to 19-year-old Michelle Smith, who graduated the year before. She and Sam met while working at Shop-A-Lot, and they dated for almost a year. Apparently, Michelle was still hung up on Sam and determined to get him back. I told Michelle she needed to leave. I I was getting ready for dawn and my anniversary dinner, and we were going to the drive-in later. Well, yeah, Michelle was pissed, really pissed, but I I wasn't sure she was capable of hurting anyone. I mean, physically, at least. And I told Detective Peters that. So, Michelle knew they were going to the drive-in. I wondered if her obsession with Sam was strong enough for her to commit murder. So, Sam said Michelle was living with a few roommates and he gave me the address. When I got there, though, I knocked several times, but no one answered. I hoped she hadn't skipped out. 
I then found out her mom's address and went there. At this point, it was like, ugh, the three in the morning? I knocked and a short, bald man in boxers came to the door. I introduced myself and asked who he was. He said it was Hal. I'm Hal, Michelle's stepfather. Michelle's stepfather. I asked if he knew where Michelle was, and he said, she's with her mom, they're at the hospital. She's with her mom, and they were at the hospital. Michelle was having some abdominal pains. He said around six o'clock that night before Michelle was having some abdominal pain, so her mom took her to the ER. Turns out Michelle had appendicitis and was rushed into the emergency surgery. An officer is sent to the hospital to confirm Michelle is there. She's been there since early evening the day before. She has an airtight alibi. So that was a dead end. And a while later, I was back at my desk when I was told there was someone there to see me. I walked out to the lobby (laughs) and I saw, to my surprise, Michael Cartwright, Don's dad. He said he needed to talk, so I escorted him to an interview room. Here's Michael Cartwright once again. I told that Detective Peters that I thought maybe I knew who killed Don. I told him I just kicked this guy out of the building I own. I mean, this guy was bad news. He was selling drugs right out of the apartment. Uh, He hadn't paid rent in months. And he was starting to get into all sorts of altercations with the other tenants. It took a long while, but I finally got him out last week. Since then, I, I see him around a lot. So much around that I, it's like he's following me. Dawn even says she'd seen him once at the gas station, like he appears out of nowhere. And I'm telling you, she was super creeped out. I told him I would report it. I asked Mr. Cartwright the guy's name, and he said, Todd Wilson. So... I ran his name through the system, and I learned Todd Wilson was 25 years old, and he had a record, but mostly for um, drug offenses and shoplifting. (sighs) I knew we needed to talk to him, right? His last known address listed was the one he was just evicted from. So, the question was, where is it? I told the detective that his sister might know. Detective Peters looks her up and finds her address. When I got to the sister's apartment, I could see through the window there was a guy sleeping on the sofa. I was thinking it had to be him, right? I knocked, and the guy stirred. I knocked again, then watched him get up and walk towards the door. I put my hand on my gun. I needed to be ready. The door opened. The place was a mess. Dirty clothes were strewn around the room. Empty food containers and beer cans cluttered the coffee table and the floor around it. It didn't smell too good in there either. Like someone had been microwaving fish. And standing before me at the door was this unshaven guy. White, mid-twenties, and reeking of alcohol. I asked him his name. He said, Todd Wilson. (laughs) Just who I was looking for. I told him I was investigating a murder and I had some questions for him. And I was actually surprised when he invited me in. Come on in. 
He looked nervous though. I asked him if he was on anything, any drugs, but he said no. He told me he recently got evicted and he was furious. I'll be able to pay my rent soon. He told his landlord he was going to be able to pay the rent soon, but the dude didn't care. He just wanted him out. I asked him his landlord's name. Cartwright. Cartwright. He said, I think he's the same guy whose daughter got killed last night. I think he's the same guy whose daughter got killed last night. I asked him if he confronted the landlord, if he provoked the guy after he got thrown out. He said no. No, I haven't seen the guy since, and no, I didn't do anything to his daughter. He swore he didn't do anything to his daughter. I asked him where he was last night, and he stuttered. Then he said he went to the movies. (laughs) Seriously? He's admitting this? I asked him if he had proof, and he said yes. And... He had the ticket stub in his wallet. Detective Peters says Todd Wilson opens his wallet and pulls out a ticket stub for the 7.30 showing of Red Dawn. But when Peters examines the ticket more closely, he sees it's from the Mount Pine Cinema downtown, not the Sunset 4 drive-in. I was like, damn it. I would still need to interview the employees at the movie theater to confirm he was actually there. I mean, he could have gotten the ticket stub from a friend. But he had it already. He didn't know I was coming. And it seemed like my gut was telling me this guy was not the killer. Detective Peters says after his interview with Todd Wilson, he goes home to get a few hours of sleep. It may be a long road to catching his killer. As the days turn into weeks with no real leads, Detective Peters says he's at a loss. Then, a call comes in that gives him some direction. Uh, yeah. I don't give my name or anything, uh, but I think I know where that gun, the, the, the one that was used to kill that girl at the drive-in, I think I know where it is. Several weeks after Don Cartwright's murder, lead detective Peters gets an anonymous tip. Yeah, that gun, I heard it's in the lake behind the drive-in. Peters says all tips are taken seriously, this one especially. Since Mount Pine doesn't have a dive team, they ask for one from the county. Turns out the county's dive team is responsible for a total of 218 lakes and bodies of water. Officer Cliff Nelson will lead the crew of 10 in the search for the murder weapon. He's long since retired, but he graciously agreed to take me through what they did that day at the lake behind the drive-in. Normally we use specialized equipment for searching, such as, you know, metal detectors. It was just, you know, it was just impossible. This lake was top to bottom thick with weeds. It was murky. We couldn't even see down there. So we had to come up with a different procedure, which was walking it and stepping on things and picking them up and seeing what it was. So we decided to link arms and we walked slowly, trying to feel with our feet, with every step out to the area where we thought the gun would be. About the size of a football field, right? Then about 30 minutes in, an officer yells, hey, I think I just stepped on something. He reaches down, 
pulled up a gun. It was a nine millimeter jackpot. <laughs> I mean, it was a good day. You know,、uh, Detective Peters was very pleased. I can tell you that. So now we got the gun, but it had been underwater and maybe wiped clean. So there were no viable prints on it. But we were able to run the serial number, and it came back registered to Leslie Perkins. Detective Peters heads out to talk with 41-year-old Leslie Perkins, who lives in a modest home on a cul-de-sac, the last street before the industrial part of town. The house is run down. It could use a paint job, actually. Newspapers covered the windows in lieu of curtains. When Peters knocks on her torn-up screen door, a boy appears. Kid looked around 15 years old, maybe 14. His clothes were dirty. His hair matted. I asked him if Leslie Perkins was home, and he said yes. That was his mom, and he'd go get her. Leslie Perkins invites Detective Peters inside. The place is as depressing inside as it is out. Ripped-up furniture, bowls of old food everywhere. Peters explains why he's there. I'll cut you to chase. I told her we believed her gun had been used to murder an 18-year-old girl. I asked her if she knew Don Cartwright, and she said, "No, I don't." Then I asked her where her gun was. It's in my nightstand. She didn't hesitate. She said it was in her nightstand. As a single mother, I have it for protection. As a single mother, she said she had it for protection. I asked her to go get it, but fully knowing it wouldn't be there because we believe we had it. Leslie Perkins leaves the room and returns empty-handed. The gun is gone. She said the gun was gone. I asked her who knew she had it. Just then, she looked over at her son standing in the doorway, and he just bolted and ran out the back door. Detective Peters says he runs after him. But the kid's too fast; he's gone. So, I call for backup and for Bolo. A, be on the lookout. They put out for a white male around 14 years old. He was wearing a ZZ Top T-shirt and jeans. Police search Mount Pine for hours. They call in the canine dogs from the county, but they eventually lose his scent. Detective Peters says it was as if the kid pulled a Houdini. Like he totally disappeared. Six hours into the search, police finally find him, hiding in a storm drain near the elementary school. His name is Dennis Perkins, and he's actually 16 years old. Finally, right? We took him into custody and went to the station where the mother was already waiting. But there wasn't going to be an interview because Dennis's mother refused to let her son speak with us without a lawyer present. The interview was over before it ever began, so we got a warrant and searched Dennis's room. And luckily, we found one significant piece of evidence, or at least we hoped it was significant. We found a pair of tennis shoes with some small pieces of glass embedded in them. We were thinking it was glass from the windshield. We knew there was still a lot of work to do, but we had enough to hold him for 48 hours. And as luck would have it, 
the very next day, a witness came forward and said he saw Dennis Perkins at the drive-in that night, leaving through a hole in the fence behind the bathrooms. We arrested Dennis Perkins upon a second-degree murder charge, along with two counts of possession of a firearm. I asked the kid why he did it. He just stared back at me in silence. He was charged as an adult and held without bond. I tracked down the prosecutor who tried the case, Ben Blythe. Today, he's a circuit court judge. Look, the first thing I did was go back to court to argue for the charges to be upgraded to first-degree murder. We believed he not only knew what he was doing, it was deliberate. And that would be uh, corroborated by a new witness who came forward. This witness was two cars in front of Sam and Dawn's. He said he heard the first shot, then maybe three seconds later, he heard a second shot. We all knew there was a lot of heavy gunfire in the movie, but this witness owned the same kind of gun and knew the difference between the movie gunfire and what was happening in real life. We believed the first shot missed and it hit the frame of the car. And instead of leaving, Perkins waited three seconds, which is actually a long time. One one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. Then he fired the second and fatal shot. So we argued that the killing was willful and deliberate since he waited before firing the second shot. The judge agrees. Dennis Perkins' charges are upgraded to first-degree murder. He pleads not guilty. Nine months later, the trial begins. Dawn's parents are there every day. I mean, the pain that my wife and I were in was unbearable. And that guy, I couldn't stand the sight of him. In the courtroom, all we could see was the back of his head and was still enough to make to make me one off. I want to kill him for what he did to my family. For taking Don away from us. Prosecutor Ben Blythe believes it's an open and shut case. We knew his mom's gun was used to kill Don, okay? And uh, it was later proven to be a match. The glass in his shoes came back to match the windshield. And we got very lucky when a friend of Dennis Perkins came forward At trial, he testified about how they had snuck into the drive-in through the hole in the fence behind the bathrooms. After walking around for a while, this guy watched Perkins knock on a car window and asked the person to roll it down. Then he said he heard Dennis say something about money. He couldn't hear what the person, the woman in the car, said, but it looked like she just rolled the window back up. The friend said he started to walk away, then he heard a shot. When he turned around, he saw Dennis Perkins standing in front of the car. Then he saw him shoot again. He said he ran and never looked back. But the next day, Perkins went to his house and told him he was mad that the girl was rude to him. She was a bitch and looked like she had money and just didn't want to give it to him. He said in the months leading up to the killing, Perkins would take his mom's gun and just 
like around the house, pretend or practice like he was robbing someone. The witness said he felt really awful that he never told anybody about it, thought he might have been able to prevent Don Cartwright's death. And that was something he'd have to live with for the rest of his life. On the sixth day of the trial, the case goes to the jury. They come back in five hours with a verdict. Guilty. Dennis Perkins is sentenced to life without parole. Don's father bursts into tears. Yeah, great. He was found guilty. But it never should have happened in the first place. I mean, he could have just walked away after the first shot. Why does he have to keep shooting? Why do you have to take our daughter away? Our only daughter. I mean, look, as the prosecutor, I was really happy with the verdict. But the whole thing was a tragedy. I mean, Don Cartwright should never have been killed. And a 16-year-old should not have made the tragic choices he made that night that essentially ended not just Don's life, but his too. This case hit Detective Peters real hard. (laughs) This is just my opinion. But he should not have had access to a gun. He was a kid and a troubled kid. And I pushed for the mom to be charged too. But the DA didn't pursue that. I also thought Perkins' mom probably missed a lot of warning signs in tennis. And if she had been clued in, he could have gotten some help. And Don Cartwright would still be here. I don't know. Just a damn tragedy. So, another senseless murder... Why? Why here? And why us? We were all so scared. And how were we supposed to protect ourselves from being the next, you know, the next victim? Don't go to parties or the drive-in. Don't date, but make sure to give everyone money who asks for it. It was ridiculous and honestly, really scary. These murders were changing us. And the next one? Damn. It almost tore that family apart at the seams. Next time on The Murder Years... 911, what's your emergency? Well, I I went to throw out the trash in her dumpster out back, and there's a body inside. Another murder... This one behind the bowling alley. He told me he kind of hated the guy, and that was no secret. I I couldn't believe it. He, He said he did what he had to do to keep me safe. The Murder Years is a production of AYR Media and iHeart Media. Executive producer, Aliza Rosen for AYR Media. Co-executive producer, Paulina Williams. Written by Leah Rothman. Directed by Michael Seltich. 
Original concept developed in partnership with Anne Margaret Johns and Greg Spring. Casting by Eisenberg Beans Casting. Senior Associate Producer, Eric Newman. Associate Producer, Jill Pushesnik. Editing and Sound Design by Tristan Bankston. Mastering by Cameron Taggy. Audio Engineering by Matt Jacobson. Studio Engineering by Jay Brannon. Music by Nathan Bankston. Legal Counsel for AYR Media, Gianni Douglas. Executive Producer for iHeartMedia, Maya Howard. Performances for this episode by Gabrielle Carteris as Nancy Clark. Kelly Dedman as Tatiana. Orla Cassidy as Melanie. Maricilda Garcia as Carla. Charles Carroll as Prosecutor Blythe. Dathan B. Williams as Detective Peters. Desiree Rodriguez as 911 Operator. James B. Kennedy as Sam Foster. James Donahauer as Michael Cartwright. John Ralston Craig as DJ Johnny Jolt. John Ralston Craig as Reporter Number 1. Sarah Laskow as Al Lake Intercom Announcer. Tom Virtue as Officer Nelson. Minanin Day as 911 Caller Number 3. Minanin Day as Anonymous Tipster. Additional voices by Sarah Zook and Alex Salem. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.